So welcome to Prep Rally, the podcast. This is, uh, I'm Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires and Paul Boyd. We're here in studio today, and we have with us on the line uh, some longtime sports writers from the area. we got Grant Hall, Leland Barclay, and Kevin Taylor from Fort Smith all joining us. And we are going to talk today about a series that the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette is going to launch starting this Sunday. That's May the 31st called Prep Rally the best in the West, in which we're going to name and pick and select the best prep players in every team sport played since 1875. Rick, that was about the year you were two then. I was two. I was still in diapers. And uh, I remember some of them great players from way back. Now, here's uh, my first question. When you say best in the West, what does that encompass from where to where? So the West is, we're going to consider the 12-county area that the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette covers, and basically that goes from Omaha, right on the state line, not, not Peyton Manning's Omaha, Omaha, okay. but Omaha, Arkansas, right from the yeah. state line of Missouri. Been there. All the way down to Waldron. Been there. And then over to Clarksville. So Got that thrown in jail there. Absolutely, yeah. and they, I think your name is still yeah, on, the absolutely. Here, in, on the post office I saw. Um, so we got that. It's 12 counties. It's a kind of a rectangular shape, um, a rectangle like I would draw. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's 12 counties, and so we took uh, uh, athletes from those schools within that 12-county range. Excellent. Got that. So that will start this Sunday. So we got the experts in today. I'm not looking at me when I'm saying this, and I'm definitely nobody not looking in this at room. nobody in this room. But I got Kevin Taylor, who's been a sports writer down in Fort Smith, KT, for how long? About 22 years? Almost uh, almost 21 years. Almost 21 years. Grant Hall is 121 years here in northwest Arkansas. <laughs> no, Grant, when, 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 did you, when did you write your first sports story for, for publication and got, and got um, paid for it? Not counting the Traveler, I'd say about 1972, uh, and then went for about 37 years, and then I've moved over to radio now. There you go. And then Leland Barclay. Leland, you're splitting the middle in there, right? 83. 1983. So we, when we got ready to do this series, and, and this series will start Sunday, and it will run for 56 consecutive days, in which we're going to name the top boys basketball players of all time, girls basketball, football, baseball, softball, every team sport that we cover. We're going to name an all-time team plus the greatest players that ever played um, in our esteemed opinion uh, in those sports. So it's a lot of ground we're going to cover. So we're going to start with uh, Leland. Um, so Leland has been a sports writer in the Fort Smith area since 1983. Leland has got a couple of stories he's going to be writing. One of them will be on a no-brainer in the top five boys basketball players of all time, Ron Boothead Brewer. So, Leland, you were giving me yesterday some some uh, some background on him. Kind of go over that a little bit uh, and, and some things that people might not know, um, especially about his professional career. I think, you know, the obvious thing is, you know, the 74 Northside Grizzly team that went undefeated that uh, – played against Sidney Moncrief's Little Rock Hall team and, uh, in conference play and then beat Marvin Dell's Conway team in the overall finals. So, you know, that's, that's three names that certainly, you know, everybody in the state of Arkansas knows uh, probably from high school as well as the Razorbacks because, you know, that's part of the triplets. And all three of those guys, they played against each other. I think they were pretty good players, uh, I think. Yeah. They they were they were pretty good. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Moncrief played at Hall. 
uh, Brewer played at Northside. They were in the state's largest classification at that time. Conway was in the next classification, and they met uh, in the in the overall uh, final. And of course, you know, then Rob Brewer went to uh, Arkansas, and you know, he's of course you know famous there. He led the the Razorbacks in scoring his senior year. Uh, led them to the final four, uh, all three of them actually. But uh, and then he, you know, he embarked on a, I guess it was an eight-year NBA career. And uh, you know, the 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 stretch I think everybody remembers most about Ron Ron Brewer and the NBA was the stretch of games that he played there for San Antonio in November of '81 when he replaced. George Gervin. Now, wait, 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 Leland, wait a minute. Okay, first of all, Uh-oh. nobody replaces George Gervin. Now, Temporary. he was on the floor. That was because George Gervin was injured. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Woo. So that's near and dear to my heart right there, Leland. That's, that's my guy now. The Iceman, that's my guy. You know, he was one of my – he was my favorite player growing up as well in the 70s for the NBA. I mean, if, if anybody who watched the NBA or basketball in the 70s had to like George Gervin, yes. if nothing else, just because of his nickname. Absolutely. Hey, and Leland, uh, if, uh, he, uh, uh, I had the pleasure of talking around a couple of weeks ago, and didn't he have like a career-high 30-point game, 29 points, when he re- temporarily replaced the Iceman? Isn't that good. correct? Be careful. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Be careful where you tread I said temporarily. <laughs> he, the last game he was in the starting lineup for – for uh, Gervin, he scored 44. Wow. 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 He, uh, he had stretches. I think it was 37, 39, 40, and 44 in a, in a row consecutive in early November of 81. And, you know, the thing that I think gets overlooked some about uh, Rob Brewer, he played 501 NBA games. He was an 82.4% free throw shooter. Wow. Which well, would just be legendary now, yeah. you know, for for somebody to hit eighty two percent of his free throws. But that was the main thing, uh, you know, about Ron Brewer and his NBA career. He, he bounced around quite a bit. He still averaged double figures in his five hundred one NBA uh, game. So he's he's certainly one of the best in the West, and uh, you know, he's he's one that I think everybody in the state loved just because of the way he played the game and the passion with you know that he played the game with when he was with the Razorbacks. Absolutely, and absolutely. He's uh, but he's you're you're right. He's definitely one of the best in the West, and and maybe maybe the best boys basketball player to you know ever come out of the state. And I know Corliss Williamson, you know, Final Four MVP and led you know the Razorbacks to a national championship. But Ron Brewer is way up there on my list. Absolutely. Hey, before we move on, I want to direct and see so-called experts. Uh, they used to play at third place in the championship championship game. Ron Brewer hit a turnaround game-winning shot. Who was the defender on that play? Boy, uh, they beat Notre Dame. Was it yes. Ke- was it Kelly Trapuca? Ding 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 ding! Absolutely, <laughs> Kelly Trapuca. All right, so we're going to jump over to Grant. Grant, you've got more years than all of us uh, watching high school basketball and things like that. Um, you know, kind of give us an idea, you know, who were some of the best players that you saw play? Well, in basketball, uh, I go all the way back to, I guess, about 1961-62 when J.D. McConnell and Justin Daniel both played for Fayetteville High School on a team that, that lost only to Springfield Central, Missouri, the number one team in Missouri in regular season, and then paid them back uh, here in Fayetteville 
and then finally lost a game in, in the state tournament when they lost a point guard. But uh, J.D. was just a wonderful uh, shooter, and uh, he played for Arkansas. Uh, I think it was Claire Bates who one time said to Fable's coach, get that prima donna off the court. And by that, he meant he was too good a player for the other high school guys. You know? <laughs> Justin, uh, of course, uh, was also a great baseball player and, and went on to play in the, the old Kansas City Athletics Organization. Uh, and then, you know, you go all the way back in the day to guys like Don Trumbo and Tryon Lewis. I'm talking mostly Fable here. Jim Jay of Lincoln was a good player a long time ago. Uh, Lewis Bryant. Uh, of course, Trey Trumbo, you know, Ronnie Brewer uh, averaged about 8.6 points, I think, a game I saw the other day in the NBA. Uh, Bobby Nolan, Nicky Bradford, uh, Kiko Hydar, Manny Watkins, those are some more favorable guys. Steve Walters was a really good basketball player for Springdale, and so was Jim Dinas, who went, I believe, to Arizona State. How come nobody mentioning Bo, Bo Thompson from uh, Huntsville? No, nobody mentioning him uh-huh. at all. <laughs> well, he's he, in that uh, second tier. In that second tier, he's player. married to Paige Blair too. Right? Uh, Gary Blair's uh, daughter, Paige. Absolutely, absolutely. So, KT, let's jump over to you. I was going to kind of jump into the girls' basketball side real quick. You had an opportunity to see Tamika Curse play a few games at Northside. I did. She was a legendary player, uh, just a dominant player. And uh, one of the great stories about Tamika Curse was they were playing Ozark one night in the old Ozark gym. In a non-conference game, both were really good. Ozark had Sarah Pfeiffer and Northside had Tamika Kirsch. And she picked up her fifth foul, and her mom ran on the court. I've never seen that. Her mom was on the court challenging one of the uh, referees. I've never seen that. Wow. Totally nuts. That is greatness. She was a very, very dominant player. And Arkansas really, I would say probably in the last uh, 15, 20 years, has produced a ton of talent. Yes, they have. I had this conversation over the weekend with a family member down in Texas about, uh, I don't know what the number is per capita of Division One players from the state of Arkansas, but you take a look just in the recent years um, with with uh, Sasha Goforth and what she's you know going and 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 Kariah Beck and Miriam Dowda and Jersey Wolfenbarger and Tamika Kirst and Krista Sanchez yeah. and uh, Morgan Hook and on and on and on and on and on and you take a look and I know the boys you know get a lot of ink the Ron Brewers and the and the and the Moncrees or whatever and they deserve it. But I'm going to tell you, and I can't imagine another state that produces as more Division One college girls basketball players as this state per capita. Per capita. Well, Wendy Shelton. Chip, you and I have had this discussion. Had Arkansas been able to keep only a small portion of the players that we've just been talking about here at home, they oh, could yeah. have been an outstanding program. Absolutely, just, not all. Of, they didn't have to keep all of them. Just just a portion of them. Absolutely, the program wouldn't have had the problems that that it had. There Absolutely, for a few years. you talk about Christy Williams, who's at UConn. She goes to UConn the day she enrolls. She's in the starting lineup there. You know, <laughs> yes. the, I mean, yep. you know, it does. I mean, UConn is. You know, they're UConn. Uh, we got Miriam Dowda, who just committed to Baylor. You know, a team that won the national championship last year would have been a it right in the mix for it again this year had the season played out. So. Uh, you know, women's basketball and girls' basketball has always been great. And, Leland, I'm going to kick it back to you. And I think you and I have talked about this. I still say, and in my opinion, Wendy Shelton's the best basketball player this state's ever produced on the women's side. Leland, fight me on that. I cannot uh, disagree with you at all on that. I mean, she's a member of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame, the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, and the Vanderbilt Hall of Fame. So, you know, that's – 
you know, and of course, you know, we can talk stats and numbers all day long with her, but I think she really in, in the Fort Smith area and maybe even in the state, because when she started her dominance, which was in the, the season of 84, 85, uh, won three straight state championships, was three straight MVPs in uh, 85, 86, and 87. At that time, girls basketball was very early, had just started six years before that, started playing five-on-five basketball from the old three-on-three. So it was at that time in Arkansas, girls basketball was not – uh, very popular. In fact, and I've told this story a couple of times that <clears throat> at that time here, it was customary to cover a basketball game. We would get to we would get there to the gym a little bit before the girls' game was would end. Watch a tiny bit of that, get the information out of the scorebook, write four or five paragraphs, and then actually cover the boys' game. Boy, how those Wendy times Schultz. have changed. They have changed dramatically. Wendy Shulton single-handedly uh, changed that, changed that and, and we and we started covering uh, girls basketball. Of course, at that time, Alma was very good. Northside was just beginning to get very good. Um, you know, there were some very good and locally, Charleston and County Line were very good. Um, uh, I know in Northwest Arkansas, I think uh, Pat Keck and Rogers was very good. So girls basketball seemed to really during that time just take off almost exponentially uh, and just grew just uh, just enormously. And it's uh, you know it's it's now it's sometimes more fundamentally or probably most of the time more fundamentally sound to watch Absolutely, yes. than. The, than the boys game. Grant, I know you got to cut out of here uh, a little bit early. Uh, you got a radio show to do this afternoon, but I wanted to kick it over to football. We're obviously Matt Jones um, is going to be, you know, in this list of the top players ever. Uh, Grant, I know you had a chance to cover him, you know, in college and maybe a little bit in high school too. Uh, you know, what are your, what are your memories of Matt Jones at uh, Van Buren slash Northside slash Arkansas? Well, you know, I've got him up there, uh, at the top with guys like Tyler Wilson, if we're just talking about quarterback. And there was a guy, uh, of course, Barry Lunny Jr., and, and you could think of a lot of other. Greenlee at, at Springdale was very good. Mitch Mustang, you know, probably the only uh, national guy, winner in there, right, of the group. Yeah. But there was a guy named uh, Bob Gardner who played a long time ago for Fayetteville High School uh, who sort of – got a battlefield promotion over in Rogers, won the starting job as a sophomore, which was unheard of back then, lost his shoe on a play, gained about 25 yards, <laughs> and never looked back. Uh, his nickname was Goose. They called him fearless leader on the team, and he actually got a scholarship to Arkansas uh, and then got an illness and died in his 20s, wow. uh, sadly. Wow. But uh, he, he was really good also. Well, Grant, I know you got to check out. you got a radio show to get to, so thanks for joining us today. Um, KT, going to kick it over to you. We're, we're also going to talk about some players uh, in this series that maybe not a lot of people uh, might, might, might not be top of mind, but one of these will be Billy Joe Relaford, a longtime coach at Fort Smith Northside. A long, uh, but before that, before that day ever came, he was one heck of a football player for the Grizzlies. Billy Joe Relaford is uh, Fort Smith royalty. There's probably about uh, 10 names. You can just name the first name of somebody in uh, Sebastian County. And when you say Billy Joe, well, I guess two names, Billy Joe 
obviously uh, people are going are, are gonna to jump on that. Uh, I think what his impact with what he did, not so much when he played and when he played was huge, but it's what he did after. And it's the contact he had with all the younger kids coming up as a, as a, as a great role model. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, he, if you don't, if you haven't read the book that we did, uh, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette did a book that was released, released around in November uh, called Prep Rally, A History of Arkansas High School Football. And in that book, there's a story about Coach Relaford where he was among the first players who integrated uh, Northside High School in the mid-1960s. So um, not only, you know, was he a great coach, but he also came along at a time when uh, the country was in a racial upheaval. Um, you had, you know, a lot of, especially in the South, um, and so he was able to perform at a level that was incredible when you consider th the times. Um, and he went on from there, unfortunately had a knee injury that could have derailed his career. It could have been the end of it for him, had a knee injury in a game, but he was able to come back from that and, and was able to carve out a nice college career. Uh, Kevin, he went down to Henderson County Junior College down in Athens, Texas, which you and I both know where that is. Um, went down there and, and played and then came up to Tahlequah to, to uh, uh, play up there for a couple of years. And, uh, and Rick, had, had it not been for Rocky Blyer, maybe, maybe Rutherford plays for the Steelers in, the, in that Super Bowl when the Steelers were ph phenomenal. I remember talking to Billy Joe, and he said, yeah, he said, I got cut. But, no, he got cut when the last cut from, like, the Super Bowl, yeah. the Iron Curtain, the, the Steelers. It wasn't so, the New Orleans Saints who cut him. It was no, the Steelers. I mean, he, yeah. So he was a hell of a player, a hell, I mean, great, uh, nice young man. And during that time when there's a lot of racial strife, if some of them uh, black kids come over and they're a bunch of problems, Billy Joe was the leader, and he credited Bill Stansel. He said he treated us just like uh, regular white kids. And so Billy Joe uh, helped make that work. You know, a, a radical person said, ah, we don't do it like this. We're not going to do it like that. But uh, Billy Joe helped... Uh, um, uh, tone down that racial strife back in that era. Absolutely. So Leland, we're going to also we're going to hit on on something I know that's near and dear to you. The baseball top top baseball players of all time in the area. Oh, I, I know you Budweiser. <laughs> I know you've seen a few play. Um, what about uh, Craig Gentry that played at Fort Smith Christian? Later went to West Ark at the time West Ark now UA Fort Smith. Uh, came to Arkansas and then carved out a nice major league baseball career. Probably should have sure won a did. World Series. Um, with the Rangers, had Ron Washington made the defensive change uh, in the later innings like he had been doing all year yes. and put Gentry in the outfield at the, late in the game where he would have been. Instead, a ball bounces off, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, outfielder, boomstick Nelson guy. Cruz. Nelson Cruz bounces yes. off his head or whatever, and, and the Cardinals win. But anyway, Leland, uh, did you ever get a chance to see Gentry play much in high school or, or – or, yes, he of course he you know he's a Van Buren boy. Yep. Uh, played at Fort Smith Christian, and uh, you know he 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 built his game. He was a very good player, but he really built his game on speed and defense. Yes. And probably still to this day, of course, he just recently retired last year, but probably could he he could still be playing in the major leagues because of his defense and because of his speed. Um, you know, even though he's, he's gotten up there in age a little bit. And one of the things I talked to him two years ago about was how much harder it was for him to maintain those two things. Well, as you get uh, older, and, those are things you kind of, you know, uh, 
Right, and those are two things that he was really uh, built his game around, and that's what he was known for when sure. he played for uh, you know the University of Arkansas as well was was defense and uh, you know and, and his speed, and then those are things that I, I don't think they're taught as much as their you know abilities, God given abilities. But he was certainly one of the best ones that I've ever seen play. Daniel Stegall would have to be another one that was just Absolutely. a tremendous. Yeah tremendous two-star or, or a two-sport athlete you know he was one of the first quarterbacks in the state as a quarterback that threw for over 2,000 and ran for over 1,000 in the same season yes yep yep uh so of course and, and i i've got to put him up there with uh with matt jones although matt jones probably dual sport is maybe you know the best to come through this area because i, I think he could have probably played in the nba i, I mean he, he was that too. good when he teamed up as a sophomore with Billy Ferris on that Van Buren team, and then he, you know, he was a quarterback and, and mostly a receiver for Van Buren before he, uh, you know, moved to Northside uh, his senior year. But those three guys are just, uh, you know, just tremendous ball players and athletes, and uh, and they're all very good people too. Especially, you know, Craig Gentry just. Uh, just a super guy, and uh, you know, hate to see him uh, retire from the game. Leland, didn't uh, Matt Jones have like 18 points in a quarter against Russellville or something? And in, in, in when he was at Van Buren, uh, I- actually, I I think it was 22. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> uh, and the story was the story was that uh, you know Coach Lloyd, because you know how Matt was, um, you know it it didn't look like he was going full speed all the time, right? And I th- he benched him in the third quarter because uh, he was mad at him about something. Put him back in, and he scored 22 points in the fourth quarter, um, you know, which was a, a phenomenal game as well. But there was a game when, in football when they played Fayetteville. I think it was his junior year as well. He played quarterback the first half. Van Buren was behind, I think, I two that. or three touchdowns. They put him, moved him to receiver the second half, and I think he caught three touchdowns and had 255 yards of receiving in the second half, and Van Buren came back and won the game. Incredible, incredible athlete. Leland, I think he probably could have been a heck of a high jumper in track if he'd have, if he'd have focused on that as well. Um, just... Well, and you know, Ron Brewer's senior year, he finished second in the state in the high jump. Wow. Wow, and you know, I I don't know if he'd ever high jump before in his life or not. He probably, you know, the track coach probably said, "Hey, you want to go high jump this weekend?" And he said, "Sure, why not?" Now we talked about you know the great girls basketball players that we've had in this part of the state, um, but volleyball I would say has been if it, been right there with it, Paul. And I know Paul, you're a big volleyball guy. KT, I know you've seen a lot of great volleyball down in Fort Smith. We're, you know, Jennifer Hosser will be one of the players that we'll talk about in this. LMA Powell, uh, we'll talk about the young lady from uh, Silent Springs, Paul. Uh, Hannah, Hannah Allison. Hannah Allison, who went to Texas and was part of their national championship volleyball team. So, Paul, take it over. You and KT talk a little volleyball because yeah. I know that's y'all's, that's y'all's well, thing. Ke- uh, Kevin and I both know we go back a couple of years ago. You know, Kevin had uh, – there was a lady down there, and we, we had our, our picture taken. And uh, and Kevin remembers this, I know. He said it's just two old two old guys who love volleyball, and uh, and absolutely. I think, <laughs> and that's uh, but you know, Kevin, uh, we've we've watched a lot of good volleyball over here, and uh, I mean, were you were you around when Naren Branson uh, was was part of uh, 
Southside Samer was did did she predate you? Naren Branson was on uh, Steve Hauser's first championship team in 1997. That was Jennifer Hauser's uh, sophomore year. Jennifer started and played played a lot. Uh, Mary Kate was on that team, and that was a very good uh, volleyball team. And that was the first of eight championships. But uh, what uh, it's real funny. I talked to Jennifer last week mm-hmm. and. Uh, she talked about the fact that before everybody caught up, it was, you know, Southside would play these matches with Fayetteville and Bentonville, and it, it would take 40 minutes. Yeah, they'd blow I them mean, off the court. It would yeah. take longer to drive back and forth yes. than to play. And I remember Hosser yep. telling me in 02 and 03 and 04, he said, once everybody figured out what was going on up on in, in northwest Arkansas, the rest of us were in trouble. And boy, was he right. Paul, uh, the the club sport, volleyball club sport, actually kind of got going around the Jonesboro area, it, right? It, it, it originated there. There's a guy named Joe Williams who who kind of, and he's kind of uh, now part of the of, uh, USA Volleyball now. But, yes, he they started there. Northeast, it, it really was a Northeast and a Northwest were, who are way ahead of everybody else in the state, but it started in the Northeast. Yeah. Northwest caught up. Yeah. And then, and, and and then the club the part Smith of it yeah. was, is the reason yeah. why. Yeah. It was, seemed like it was up there. Then Fort Smith was on it, Coach Hosser. Yes. yes. Uh, now, something, KT, a lot of people don't know this that don't know Steve Hosser, not from Fort Smith. Steve Hosser was a hell of a baseball player at St. Anne's Academy. He was a heck of a baseball player at St. Anne's, and I believe he played up on the hill as well. And uh, he is the most laid back, and Paul knows this, he's the most laid back guy you've ever ever talked to. He's, uh, you know, he won 15 state championships, and he won some in track, and he won a bunch in basketball with uh, Wendy Schultons, and then he won a bunch, eight more in volleyball. But uh, he really benefited. He came along at the right time as far as volleyball is concerned. James Sargent, the longtime coach at UAS, got, got that thing going. Yep. She had an assistant coach named Dylan, Dr. Dylan Burks, there in Fort Smith. He coached J.O. for years, and his daughter, Audrey, she was on the 1999 state championship team with, with, with Jennifer. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely knows a lot of volleyball, and obviously you have to, but he certainly – Came along because Fort Smith just exploded around 99-2001 with the uh, Junior Olympic programs. It did. It did. Well, we're also going to talk a little uh, long, you know, long ago uh, football. Uh, Kevin, I know you're trying to track down Fred Perry, a guy who played at Northside. Maybe a lot of people might not remember him or know him. Boy, what a what an incredible career that guy had uh, across the border in the Canadian, Canadian football yep. league. When you talk about, and, and it's funny, when I, I called a coach, I called an older older coach and said, hey, I'm looking for this number about two weeks ago, and he said, best football player Fort Smith ever had. I Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and what's what's you know interesting, and Leland knows this, is he was not the biggest guy. No. He was not. If he was bigger, he would have played on the hill. He would have played for the Razorbacks, but instead he played at Southern Arkansas, and he was just kind of an overachiever. He was a grinder, played hard, and nobody that I spoke to has anything bad to say. Everybody loves Fred, Fred Perry. The one thing I've heard everybody say about Fred Perry is if it moved, he tackled the hell out of it. <laughs> he, 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 he could deliver a shot like nobody's business and, and – uh, uh, you know, and carved out – what Kevin, what, 12 years or 10, 12 years in the Canadian Football League? 
He played 13. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when he he's one of the best players they've ever had, you know, as far as longevity and played on several championship teams and that kind of stuff. So uh, not that many people around here will know him, but we knew him, and he definitely is, is uh, in this mix on this team for sure. Uh, Leland, a guy named, you know, Jim Files, a guy that, you know, a lot of people might not, you know, remember him. He was – um, there, you know, we talked about Billy Joe Rutherford. Well, on the other side of town, uh, Southside was the brand new high school when it when Fort Smith High School split, and you had North Side on one side of town, South Side on the other. Jim Files was one of those first group of players that played over at South Side along with along with uh, Dick Bumpus. Yes, both of those guys were uh, you know early South Side guys and really started putting South Side on the map. You know, they played in the state championship game in 72, 3 and 4 against Texarkana, which had some just fantastic teams at that time. Uh, but yeah, Jim Files and Dick Bumpus, they kind of put them on the map. And then in basketball, Jim Hamilton was, uh, you know, right there uh, in that same time period as well, who was a, another phenomenal multi sport athlete that, uh, you know, that probably gets overlooked a little bit. And then yep. you guys were talking about Fred Perry, maybe another defensive name that really stands out for Northside is, you know, Raven Caldwell, Raven Caldwell. Who, has a, who has a Super Bowl ring, I yep. believe. He does. He does. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about all those guys and all these young ladies, uh, you know, in the in this uh, series of stories. Uh, Sarah Pfeiffer, uh, big, big play Dre Greenlaw. Uh, just on and on and on. Rhett Lashley, uh, Kyle Frazier, uh, you know, just on and on and on. This this is going to be a great series. Again, it will start on Sunday in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It will run for 56 consecutive days. Football, basketball, baseball, girls basketball, volleyball, all of that will all be included. We're going to talk about the best players who ever played, the best teams, uh, all that, so you won't want to miss that. Listen, Leland and Kevin, thanks for joining us today, and uh, they will also be contributing writers to this series. Um, Who's and the first one up? Who's the first? The first. On? The first one up is, uh, I believe, is uh, Paul, and it is. But we're not going to say who it's on. We're not going to say who it's oh, on. Oh, okay. no, we're kind of keeping that secret. Oh, okay. So, yeah, oh, okay. you'll have okay. to. You're going to have to watch. It. You're going to have let to read just, this. Let me just say, let me just say, it's it's a basketball player, and he was a. Heck of a player. There you go. There you go. So uh, every day it'll be someone new, and and, uh, it'll be capped off by the release of the all-time teams in each of these sports. So we think it's going to be a good package. Again, it'll start this Sunday. Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette was online, nwaonline.com. Gentlemen, thanks for – and Rick, thanks for joining Uh us today uh, for today's (laughs) podcast. And uh, we'll be bringing you more of these podcasts as we come along and uh, maybe talk to some of these players that are going to be honored. Gentlemen, thanks for being with us, and uh, you have been listening to the Prep Rally Podcast.